Earlier this week, I was reminded of one of the most powerful and profound teachings that I received very early on from my first guru and teacher. And to summarize it or to make it as concise as possible, it the teaching essentially reminds us that the most while there is so little that we can control as human beings and i realize there are certain things that we clearly can control but with so many things that we can't the most important thing that that it that i can bring to all of my life experiences to whatever is happening in any given moment is to realize the one thing that I always can control is my own consciousness. In other words, how I react to and respond to any situations that are happening. I could substitute the word, instead of using the word consciousness, I also could use the word cope or coping. And so when I speak of mindfully coping, it is ultimately the ability to be able to remain as neutral as I possibly can and without any sort of beliefs about what is happening or why it is happening and to really just be in each moment and experience whatever is going on, whatever is happening without believing everything that I'm thinking about what I'm feeling. And so he referred to that and in, uh, in, many, in many circles, it is referred to as our consciousness, and this is not just human consciousness, but this is actually a greater consciousness that we are all part of. I don't want to get too overly metaphysical, as that is really outside of, of the scope of what I'm speaking about today, but it is ultimately that awareness that is always on, and we have the ability to, to see from that perspective if we allow ourselves to do so. And one of the most powerful ways in which I have had the opportunity to be able to look at things more as a witness and not as a victim and not as someone who something is happening to me or that somebody is doing something to me or circumstances are you know affecting me a certain way. It is that I can actually stand outside of that, that there is a greater awareness that we all have the capacity to view things that happen in our lives and what we're experiencing and what we're feeling in our bodies. And uh, it is something that mind, mindfulness practice in of itself was really my entry point to being able to cultivate a lot. Of, and neither, there again, these are not phrases that I have made up. These are phrases that I have been taught by numerous teachers and practitioners over the years that are way ahead of me. Uh, not that it's about being ahead or behind, but ultimately that uh, describe this in different ways, but it's, you know, cultivating the witness, being able to witness our thoughts and to be able to witness our, our, our internal reactions and not believing them just because they're the, we're the ones having them. And so this past week, I had the opportunity to look at fear and trepidation and just feeling just very uneasy about uh, having the things that I was going to be looking at in terms of traveling for work and just dealing with uh, the uh, hesitations 
that I had uh, due to health issues that have been going on and for some reason feeling very unsettled. And actually what I should say is I wasn't feeling very unsettled. I was thinking very uh, thoughts of being unsettled. I was feeling something in my body, but I was too busy thinking thoughts of being unsettled and having trepidation and hesitancy about the week ahead. And this was my perspective early this past week. And looking at this now from the perspective of having gone through the week and having, having experienced everything that happened, happened, that I found that not only was I presented with an opportunity to actually, uh, to actually, uh, to realize that things generally, when I feel this way, end up not being nearly as bad as I can sometimes believe that they will be. That mo- in, in most cases, I'd say the vast majority of cases, what I fear or what I have trepid- trepidation or hesitancy about does not come to pass. And in some cases, it actually does. And this week, that definitely was the case. Uh, there, were, there, were, there were times when it was very, very challenging. And there was times that were, you know, that there was some fear and some uncertainty just around some physical situations that I was dealing with and how uh, what I was doing and the work that I was doing was affecting me physically. And it gave me the opportunity to remember that whether or not what I fear comes to pass, whether or not what I am so concerned about happening and and bracing against and trying to uh, resist, sometimes it does happen. And so I really wanted to take a moment and just really break that down and take a look at this from a different perspective that whether or not it comes to pass, I, the one thing that I can control, uh, I can do everything I can do that's respons- you know, to be responsible as a human being to take care of myself and those around me. I can discharge my responsibilities to myself and to others and really take it, you know, by taking it, it it's all really something that is uh that really this all this all really ends up being just one thing since we all really are connected whether i'm taking care of myself or taking care of others i realize i want to have balance in that but ultimately uh it is all really something that uh is about being a part of it's about more than just me but at the same time i can't ignore me I definitely have to take care of me and not necessarily wait for others to do that. And then I can, you know, I can I can't be any good for anyone else if I'm not taking care of myself. And so this week there were several several times in which I became aware of the benefits of mindfulness practice that it was a reminder that as I went into the week feeling these hesitancies, feeling the fear and not feeling good about things is what I would refer to this. But then again, it's, I know that's a fairly commonly used phrase. I don't feel good about things. But really what it boiled down to was that I was not thinking. I was thinking thoughts of not feeling good about things. Sometimes it's hard to, to switch that around. But ultimately, that's what it was. And once I became aware that it was really just my thoughts and how I was thinking and how I was identifying as I was busy being the person that had fears and trepidations. I was busy being the person that was worried about the future 
and that something bad may happen. And so that was my perspective. That was my consciousness. In other words, that's who I was. That's where I was. That's the perspective in which I saw it all. And because of that, I really was believing, you know, for a brief period of time until I became aware again that these were these thoughts were just, you know, really, I, it didn't feel like they were spinning out of control. Many times they do, but it was just they were looping thoughts. They just, I just continued to think them. And I continued to believe that somehow I was the person that, you know, this, this was very real. And what I remember now in, in this moment is that it was only relatively real, relative reality being very different from absolute reality, you know, what is actually happening in any given moment. And once I was able to use the practice and what in and, and to also to utilize the perspective of witnessing the thoughts that I'm having and not necessarily being wrapped up in being the person thinking them and not being busy reacting to them, I was able to find a place of peace that's always been there. It never goes away. It's all it's always there and available to all of us. But I can be busy off somewhere else in my mind or in my brain and not be able to avail myself of it. And it's a choice that I'm making, even though I may not realize that I am actively, you know, choosing to, to, uh, to continue to, to heap, uh, unnecessary suffering upon myself by continuing to think these thoughts and to give them energy and to pay attention to them and to believe that that's really what is going on, that that's really my reality, when in fact it's only relative reality. It's only coming from a limited perspective that is fueled by thoughts and speculations and uh, trying to believe and believing that I know what's going to happen. And that I, you know, somehow justifying my own, uh, these thoughts of having these fears and hesitancies and it's not that I may always be thinking about these things uh, explicitly, but that's ultimately what's happening is, and it's amazing to me how the human brain can do this, how we can begin to think these thoughts and somehow convince ourselves that this is our rea absolute reality when it is really only relative. It's only coming from our limited perspective uh, that is informed by human thinking. And uh, this is, to me, this has been very different from logical thinking or logistical thinking. And I realize sometimes there's a need for that. But in this case, this was just a story. This is another way of looking at it. I would, this is just a story that I was telling myself. I ended up becoming, whenever I do this, I become a character in a movie of sorts. And uh, I'm writing the screenplay and deciding that I know how it's all going to go. And, then because I, and it's all informed by what I think. And my beliefs that I uh, take on and identify with uh, as a result of making these judgments that are based on my limited human thinking. And I know that if I am struggling in any way, the easiest way for me to uh, end up in a situation where I am having emotional difficulties and I am having a real difficulty coping with what is in any given moment it is when I am really busy thinking these thoughts. And generally, I don't want to, to uh, say, you know, make, it, make any sort of generalized statement, but generally these thoughts are self-defeating and they are self-limiting. 
and uh, it's just a habit. It's, you know, there's no judgment there. I don't want to beat myself up emotionally or kick myself, so to speak. It is just that, or be hard on myself in any way. It's just that these are habits that get developed. And once they get developed, it is very easy to perpetuate them if I'm not paying attention to what is going on in my mind or in my brain. And so when I do this, I'm able to see that, oh, okay, this is what I'm doing here again. And once I know that, it changes everything. I'm not saying that it changes everything externally immediately, and it may not change anything externally. But that is not why, I've been, why I have been practicing mindfulness for almost three decades. I have not. I found out very quickly that it's not going to change my, my you know, it's not going to change my circumstances always. It's not going to change the reality, the absolute reality of what's going on, but it will allow me to be able to cope with it, to be able to deal with what, it, however it feels, to be a human being living in this body, uh, wherever I find myself and in whatever circumstances I find myself, to be able to breathe in and breathe out and to be able to put one foot in front of another and deal with life as it is on its own terms. And this week, uh, what was feared and what, what was concerned, what I was concerned about did come to pass. And I could get really caught up in, in uh, all the thoughts of, see, you know, it's not that I was having a conversation with anybody, but it's, the, you know, it is the metaphoric conversation that, you know, see, I told you so. I knew this is what was going to happen, you know, and that was, there was some of that. But then I realized that it's really, it really doesn't serve me very well. I don't really, I guess the question be ended up becoming, what do I really get out of being right? Uh, what, you know, it's, it's, if, it, if it is a victory, it's a very hollow victory. Because really, uh, being right was not nearly, uh, it was not nearly as valuable and as beneficial and as healing as just being able to take care of myself when things weren't going well when I didn't feel well physically and when I was in situations where uh, I was not in a place where I would normally be as comfortable you know speaking geographically or physically was not in a place where it was you know it's always at least for me a little easier to cope with not feeling well if I'm home and in familiar uh, surroundings and in this case that wasn't what was going on and there was still work to do and life was still moving at the pace that it was moving at and there was really a need for me to be able to to, to cope and for me the only way that i can do that i you know i know there's a lot of different ways people that human beings try to cope and there you know there are different many different options available to us and i realized years ago that distracting myself or convincing myself to look the other way kind of a sleight of hand or to divert my attention to something else to make myself feel better although it is very attractive as an option many in many cases and i understand and i get why it is easy to do because i did it for years but ultimately at some point the, uh, the, the, I guess what I would say with this saying is that uh, the circus at some point must leave town and travel to its next destination. The show must, you know, the show must, you know, the show must stop and things change. And then I'm, and then I'm back here again, faced with myself, however I find myself. And if I'm not coping well, 
and I'm not feeling well, then at some point I can continue to distract myself, but at some point I run out of options. And then here I am facing whatever it is. And so what I found is that it is much easier, even though it is not, it is not, I don't want to say, I shouldn't say easier, but it has been certainly much more healing for me. I take that back as it is not easier, but it is, it is something that's gotten easier due to practicing doing it. And that is being here, however it feels, whatever it is that I'm thinking and paying attention to it and giving it attention and welcoming whatever it is, even if I don't like it. Because if I have my heart closed to what is, then I'm going to continue to resist it. And that is where the pain comes from. And the more I resist things, the more that I'm not open to it, the more I'm going to struggle. And if, especially if I can't control the circumstances, if I can't make the pain go away, uh, if I can't make however it feels go away. And I generally find that it's very, very difficult to do that in terms of speaking emotionally. I realize physically there are things that we can avail ourselves of to ease the physical pain and to uh, allow us to be, to be somewhat free of that or more free of that. But in terms of my emotions, how I'm reacting to and responding to whatever I'm feeling in my body, I know that ultimately there's no way, there's no way other than through it, at least for me. And that's after years and years of trying everything under the sun. I can't say that I've tried everything, only what I, everything that I'm aware of. And I found that I just ended up being back here again, suffering even more because of the fact that I was not really, really open to what was going on or what is in any given moment. And the only way that I can allow myself to be more open to that and to embrace wherever I find myself and however I find myself is to first get control, not in, I shouldn't say get control of my mind, but what I am saying is that my mind will begin to calm down if I am willing to engage in practices to calm it. And while I can't necessarily uh, totally control it, there is the ability to train it. And there are various, you know, numerous practices that can be utilized way more than I could speak about here to actually calm the mind and to bring it into a, a, a more uh, centered state and, uh, and then begin, once that has happened, then I can begin to really pay attention to these thoughts and begin to, if there's any need to, uh, to, uh, to just let them go and not hold on to them, which is ultimately where I want to be. And the only way I can really let go of them is to pay attention to them first and realize what it is that I'm letting go of. Not thinking about it, not analyzing it, but just the awareness in of itself is, is what is so healing about mindfulness practice. Just I can't let go of what I'm not aware of. And that's really what I found is that once I can be aware that these are just thoughts, and I know that when I say just thoughts, sometimes that, uh, that feels daunting because sometimes those thoughts feel very, very real. And sometimes they are very unsettling that they are just thoughts and that they are just emotional reactions that are, uh, that become what we, and then they ultimately become beliefs. And then we cling to them in, in many cases because that's what we believe. And it's human. And I have compassion for myself and for anyone else who finds themselves finds themselves in this particular situation. But what I 
really found this week was that mindfulness practice in of itself, just being able to engage in that practice of paying attention to the thoughts that I was having and the reactions that I was having allowed me to get through a very, very challenging week, a week in which uh, there were, there, you know, they began with fears and hesitations and it, uh, the week progressed and some of what was feared and worried about did come to pass. But thankfully, I had a choice and I didn't have to be a victim to what was going on. And the only way that I could really be empowered to not be a victim of it is to realize that I would, the only way I would be a victim is if I thought myself into the position of being the victim. And in this case, for me, I really just made the choice to continue to cope. And I realize that's something that we choose every, every second, every moment. And sometimes it is not, it's, many times it is not easy. But what I find is that ultimately, if I am, if I'm wanting to feel better or any different than I'm feeling, just thinking thoughts about it and wishing for it generally has not, has not brought about that result. But what I have found is that if, if I can continue to utilize a practice or practices to calm my mind first and then begin to pay attention to how I'm thinking and what I'm thinking, and how I'm reacting and who I'm trying to tell myself that I am in this particular story that I'm creating in my own mind, in my own brain, then I have the ability to let go of the need to believe it. I don't have to, I no longer have to believe. I can really experience freedom in a different way. And that's the word that is just now coming to me. That the only way that I can be free is to allow myself to be free of these thoughts and these beliefs and uh, about whatever it is I'm feeling, whatever emotions are present and uh, to be free of needing to believe my own interpretations of how it is. Because as a human being, I really only know so much and it really doesn't even matter what I know and don't know. What really matters, what I found in the end, whether what I fear comes to pass or not, and whether it's even wor- even if it's worse than what I had feared it would be, even if it was harder and more difficult to endure than I thought it could be, that ultimately I have the ability to make it as easy as possible on myself through engaging in mindfulness practice and paying attention to these thoughts and being aware of what I'm possibly quite possibly doing to myself that is self-defeating, and to also, once I do that, the whole other side of this is that there is joy that is present. There are good things happening. And I'm not here to try to talk anybody into this. It's just this has been my own experience. And I can truly say that if I have experience in anything, it is in many, many years of thinking negative thoughts and believing those negative thoughts and believing that I was living in the darkness, that I was that person living in the darkness and that it was never going to get any better. So when I say that for me to be able to say that there is joy here and that there is meaning and that it's not meaning that I have to understand rationally. It's just, it is what it is. And uh, just in of itself, I don't necessarily even have to understand it. And that there is, there is thing, there are things here that are very, very healing right under my nose. And uh, I can't speak for anybody else other than myself because this is just from my own experience. 
but I can't avail myself of any of those things. I can't be here for, for those things that are peaceful and that are comforting and that bring joy to my experience of being a human being unless I can be here now for them. As my teacher used to say, be here now. I can't be here now if I'm busy believing everything I'm thinking about what I'm feeling. And the only way that I can continue to pay attention to that is to practice paying attention to it. And this week, I can truly say that while it was not a pleasant week, it was not an easy week. It was certainly a challenging week. Uh, in many cases, it was there was fear and there was uncertainty. Uh, at the same time, though, thankfully, it's uh, I was able to get through it in a way that I didn't make it any worse on myself, thankfully. And that is what I'm celebrating because as someone who, who knows all too well how easy it is to make everything way harder on myself than it needs to be uh, in, a, in a way of being self-defeating in ways I, I couldn't even imagine until I started paying more attention to what, how I was doing this to myself through believing what I was thinking about what I was feeling. It is possible to free oneself of these self-limiting and self-defeating thoughts. And at the same time, I've also found that it's opened up my perspective. I can see things from a different perspective when I'm not so busy trying to think about them. And when I, when I, when I really have less interest in thinking about how I'm feeling, I'm, I'm instead, if there is interest, the interest is more in just being in my body and feeling it and living each moment and really being as present as I'm capable of being and being free of the self-limiting and, and self-defeating thoughts that are so unbelievably habitual and so easy to get involved in and to get engaged in. It's just really being human. And I find that I can be more fully human when I open myself up to embracing whatever it is that I am feeling in my body and to experience it without making it any more difficult. And the other side of the coin is it's also sometimes it feels great to be a human being. And I can even really with that, with my thoughts and beliefs, uh, I can limit that as well. So regardless of how it actually is, I can actually be more fully human and just be here and really enjoy what there is to enjoy.